0: A very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Koch. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And my guest in the program tonight is Unati Malunga, who is head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation. Welcome, Unati. Thank you. And I think what I'm going to add is that Unati is also a cellist and a pianist and a conductor. Yes. And this is a wonderful combination because I don't, first of all, there are not many female conductors and certainly not black female conductors. Absolutely. So that makes you quite a rarity.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Yes.
0: And has this always been an ambition of yours to be a conductor?
1: No. I've always been involved in music. Um, as a cellist and a pianist. Um, And it was only around 2012 that I decided to go back into music full-time. I didn't quite know what I was going to do, but I just knew that I had to come back into music. And so I... I studied uh, music education and one of my electives was conducting and I took to that. I mean,
0: you liked it. Yes, a lot. (laughs) You like to be in charge. do you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a team effort.
0: (laughs) No, it certainly is a team effort. But it's it's actually bringing the team together, which is what the conductor's job is. Yes. And I'm sure you do that well. But in your in your other life, you're also a lawyer.
1: Yes, I'm an entertainment lawyer.
0: So did you go to university to study law Yes, Where? I went
1: to to oh sorry yes do I went we- to university um, to Rhodes University. Um, I didn't want to be a musician. I bought into the whole starving artist myth. <laughs> so I decided to do the responsible thing and but I was always clear that I would only do music I mean law in the creative
0: industries. So, when you chose to be an entertainment lawyer, you are yes. helping people in the entertainment field. So, just tell us what an entertainment lawyer is and does. Okay. Essentially, it's um, the marriage
1: between business and the arts. So, I um, specialize in film, television, um, music, um, any live performance, any, even sports the visual arts, the whole gambit of the creative industries. And I will do um, transaction support um, or I'll or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Fantastic, because artists certainly need that support. Yes. Well, here comes something that involves lots of different types of artists. There's orchestras, directors, dancers. This is the famous dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. The famous Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky. That was the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra under Erich Kunzel. The choice of Unati Malunga, who's my guest in People of Note. Unati, we were talking about being an entertainment lawyer. Uh, at the moment, as head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation, that seems slightly different to being an entertainment lawyer, or is are you applying all that you know?
1: well no expertise is ever wasted so um, you know when I was lawyering uh, I'm often asked to project manage projects by the client so I've gotten a lot into the operations and the business side Um, so hence then as head of operations I'm in charge of HR compliance research IT legal as well um, and the facilities
0: and of course film and video is another art form
1: yes absolutely
0: so it it suits you well so you're covering all bases really because you have a secure job but you can enjoy your music as well because one of the things you've just finished doing in fact was uh conducting at starlight classics yes which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a stage to, to make your sort of official debut.
1: <laughs> well, it's thanks to you for the invitation. <laughs> well, and it's been a great
0: pleasure working alongside you because what we need, we actually need more conductors in South Africa. Yes. Because they're just not enough of us, really. Well, here comes your next choice. This is by Edward Grieg. It's Morning from the Pier Gynt Suite. That was Morning from the Pier Gintz Suite by Edward Grieg, played by the National Symphony Orchestra, conducted by me. Well chosen. <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. Now, I'm very interested to know how you got into music. Are your family musical or was it where you were at school? How did you first get involved?
1: My family is musical. Um I have uncles who have great voices. I have my grandfather also and my grandmother. I was always singing as a child, so my mother took me to a school. Her choice of school was always based on whether the school had music. Um, I went to boarding school and at that boarding school, you know, your talent was nurtured um, and encouraged and we were exposed to everything. So I was able to take up piano, to take up
0: cello, was this from quite a young age that you yes. went to boarding school?
1: I started Yes, I was in boarding school from the age of six, and I started piano at age six.
0: And were you at the same school all the way?
1: No, I had two years in Cape Town at uh, St. Cyprian's, and then
0: I went to Kingswood College, and I stayed there till matric. And your family comes from the Eastern Cape or the Western Cape?
1: My family has um, originally comes from the Eastern Cape, but um, most of my family have grown up in Cape Town, So my mother then just moved back to the Eastern Cape.
0: And where did you get this controlling thing that you want to control (laughs) orchestras and film and video foundations (laughs) and so on?
1: Well, I don't know if it's about control. (laughs) Um, I know that I remember at school, I mean... When the orchestra was rehearsing, Mr. Ian Smith would always expect me to have warmed them up and have started. So I Were actually, you sort of head of orchestra? Well, well yes, I think so. <laughs> and yeah. I only remembered much later when I'd already made the choice. And I thought, you know, it was always there. And my mother says that as a child, I would sit in front of the television and conduct the choirs, which, of course, I can't remember. Yeah. So it's always been there, I suppose. Yeah.
0: And how does it feel now that you've done some training? Uh, you've you've trained with various yes. uh, conducting teachers. Uh, how does it feel now to be standing in front of orchestra and actually doing the job?
1: <laughs> Is it quite exciting? It's very exciting. I love it, um, even the preparation time, because we have to do a lot of prep behind the scenes. But I love the collaborative effort of it. I mean, we we standing there, we
0: don't have an instrument. Yeah, you make no sound, in fact. Yes, you know. Everyone else makes the sound. Yes. And you just pull it out of them, as it were. Yes. So
1: it's really exciting. And, yeah.
0: Well, it is. And I must say, you know, after doing it for however many years, Mm. I've been doing it 40 years or something, it is still just as exciting today as it was when I first started. It's a wonderful thing to do. But here now is a pianist because I believe you're a pianist as well. This is an intermezzo by Johannes Brahms. It's played by South African pianist Mark Nixon. That was the intermezzo in A major by Johannes Brahms. It was played by South African pianist Mark Nixon. And it's the choice of Unati Malunga, who is the head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation. Now, I seem to think this is a, a new position for you is it you yes. you haven't done this for long
1: no no, no. i'm i'm newly in
0: <laughs> and just tell us actually what the film and video foundation does
1: okay so um the nfvf as it's known is the state agency um it's an arm of the departments of arts and culture and it is responsible for g- providing funding and training and development um an equitable growth to the audio visual
0: industry and is that growing in south Africa
1: it is it is um I think because the schools are offering more of the training um so there are a lot of entry. In, in people entering the profession, yes. And
0: also we've got um, some film studios in Cape Town now. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: we do. So, and South Africa has always been a great destination for film production. We have great incentives. And good weather. Yes, yeah. and good weather. Yeah. <laughs> so often your Hollywood studios will come and film here because of our locations, our skills. So we are every bit as competitive.
0: But funny enough, I think, or I seem to think that a lot of the post-production is done outside the country yes. because uh, it would be wonderful for musicians to get that work if we could do the film, the film scores here as well, the yes. tracks, the film yes. tracks. There are quite a few composers around who do that, yes. but I seem to think that most of it is recorded outside of South Africa.
1: You're absolutely right, and that is one of the areas I do hope to change.
0: Oh, and and maybe you've got the power to change it. Now. <laughs> that would be wonderful to steer people in the yes. right direction because we've certainly got the talent here to do it.
1: Yes. Well, I it's it's part of um, you know, it, it, if it was included as a rule of the of co-production, then we could really make a difference.
0: Okay. So, and you're now in a sort of position to be able to influence. that Yes, sort of thing. I am. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic! Please do, <laughs> because we need more of that sort of work. Yeah, because yes. it's quite intense work, um, and and very specialised, I would think.
1: Yes, and um, it would get our music out there. You it know? certainly
0: would. Yes. Here comes Beethoven now. This is Piano Concerto Number no. Five. It's the Rondo. Evgeny Kissin is the pianist, and the London Symphony Orchestra is conducted by Sir Colin Davis. That was the Rondo, the final movement from the Piano Concerto Number 5 by Beethoven. Evgeny Kissen was the pianist, and the London Symphony Orchestra was conducted by Sir Colin Davis. It's the choice of Unati Malunga, who is a conductor, amongst other things, a lawyer, head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation, and a pianist. Yes. (laughs) And you went quite far with your piano.
1: Yes, I I did Grade 8 instead of 9. And, um, I just have the licentiate to do.
0: Are you going to do it
1: i am ho- hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of time, you know yeah. so um as soon as I settle down and uh it takes a lot of discipline and practice, so as soon as I can, i will
0: but it's very interesting that you're still keeping up your music, even though you're dealing with uh operations at the Film and Video Foundation you're obviously keeping up your music, and that's wonderful, so it's it's more than a hobby oh of course it's it's definitely a part of your life
1: yes and um for 15 years i didn't you know i had cut it totally out um i grew up with a lot of pressure to practice because i was being funded through music and i just had enough after varsity and i just thought you know um, i'll i'm done but after 15 years I couldn't. I couldn't run anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a, a music scholarship or something at Kingswood? Yes, yeah.
1: um, I was put through that school um, through your music. Through my music, and as an adult, I actually had was speaking to a colleague of mine, another entertainment lawyer, and telling him that I was funded by such and such a trust, and he said, "Really? So you one of Phil Collins' kids?" And I was so surprised because I never knew the identity of my of my donor. Funner, yeah. yeah. Phil so Collins, as in Phil Collins. Yes, as in Phil Collins. Wow! <laughs> and just to hear it, you know, by the way, like that, um, yeah, because he had been the lawyer who had who had set up the trust. Um, so that's how I came to know.
0: Oh, amazing! Well, that's a that's a surprise to me too. <laughs> but but what a lovely story! Mm. So, and do you have? Uh, I mean, do you still play piano just for fun at the moment? Yes, yeah. I do.
1: I do. Um, when I was in Selim I had piano lessons with uh, Peter Krobler, uh, Dr. Peter Krobler, and I've also had piano lessons as an adult with um, the concert pianist from the Philippines, Mariel Lesoro.
0: Oh, I remember she was in Grahamstown. Grahamstown, yeah. yes. Well, later this year, uh, Peter Krobler is coming to do a recital in uh? Johannesburg, so you must come I to the recital not miss and it. surprise him. <laughs> Here comes another famous South African pianist, Stephen de Groot. This is the first movement from the Piano Concerto Number 2 by Sergei Rachmaninoff. The Cape Town Symphony Orchestra is conducted by David de Villiers. Always a very distinctive end to the Piano Concerto movements by Sergei Rachmaninoff. Or something like that. (laughs) Always Rachmaninoff. That was Stephen de Groot with the Cape Town Symphony Orchestra conducted by David de Villiers, the choice of Unati Malunga, who's my guest in People of Note. So when you were at university in uh, Grahamstown, you were at Rhodes University. Did you still play in an orchestra there or was there not time when you were studying for law?
1: No, I didn't play in orchestra then.
0: Because I think studying law is pretty hectic, isn't it? Yes, it,
1: it is. <laughs> it is, but I kept up with my piano. I mean, I, I majored in both music and law. And oh, really? Yes, and Rhodes was the only place that, at the time that would actually allow me to do that. So I had to stay in Grahamstown.
0: But you were sort of at home there anyway. Yes, I yeah.
1: was. I was. But you know, after Matrick, you want to break free. <laughs> I had to come back to Gramstown. Um so it was a busy time and and roads I mean, I mean law is it's it's a lot of volume um so I had to balance the two
0: And what brought you to Joburg?
1: Now well work <laughs> 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 I was at Stellenbosch I had uh, con- finished my conducting studies and I was actually supposed to go to Germany to study with um the Are maestro David Deva- Oh, really? Yeah yes Yes, um, but it didn't work out. I couldn't raise the the funds, and so I decided to come back to work and make another plan in the meantime.
0: But you might still go and do that.
1: I'm hoping so, yes. Yeah. It's not written off my list. That's amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: so you've got some special things on your list that you're ticking off one yes, by one. Yes, yes. Well, One of them has just happened. That is, you conducted (laughs) on a big stage uh, at Starlight Classics, which is fantastic. I mean, that's very exciting.
1: I'm very pleased about it. Thank you.
0: And, uh, well, I'm sure it's a big success. So I'm sure you will go on to the next step now. And here was someone who conducted but couldn't hear what he was conducting. Our dear friend Beethoven. This is part of his Symphony Number 7. That was the second movement, the Allegretto from the Symphony No. 7 in A major by Beethoven. The Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra was conducted by Sir Simon Rattle. Unati, when you were at Stellenbosch, did you get an opportunity to conduct the orchestra there?
1: Um, we had to, I had to make up my own ensemble for exams. Um, They had their own program, which is pretty hectic, but the musicians were always willing to help and give extra time. Um, So I made up my own group and got that in as practice. Yes,
0: because I do remember when you were studying at Stellenbosch, you came and sat in on a rehearsal, funny enough, of Starlight Classics. Yeah, I remember it very clearly (laughs) because you were sitting at the side there just watching everything that was going on. And I guess I certainly learnt a lot by watching other conductors. It's a strange sort of job, though, because you have to learn it by doing it. You can't do it otherwise. Yes. I'm talking to Unati Malunga, who's my guest in People of note, She's the head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation. It's just about seven o'clock. We'll be back after a short break. That was music by Johannes Brahms, the third movement, Allegro Giocoso, from his Symphony Number no. 4 in E minor, the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra was conducted by Sir Simon Rattle. My guest in People of Note on Classic 1027 is Unati Malunga, who is both pianist, cellist, conductor, and lawyer. What an amazing combination. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what What made you decide to go into law? was You, you needed something that would support you in your life
1: yes i did um and it was only it was the only other career i even you know considered um and i was very clear from the very beginning that it would only be i think i did the research in standard 8 oh, on really? entertainment law and found out there was such a thing and Um, I knew from then on that that that's what I wanted to do.
0: Because musicians and artists need support, right? Yes. Sort of backroom support from lawyers. Because actually, and you mentioned it earlier, that you saw that musicians generally and artists are like amongst the lowliest paid people in society.
1: Yes, they are. And And they struggle. Yes, we do. And... um,
0: I like we do. <laughs> so even though you're a lawyer, you still think of yourself as a musician.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yes, and I think, uh, you know, the knowledge is not there about rights, uh, about how to structure projects, and I just want it to be a resource um, to the industry.
0: Yeah, because there are many composers, for example, who are really ripped off. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, there's that famous case of Alan Salinga, who wrote uh, Wembube, when, yes. when the Lion Sleeps Tonight. Tonight, yes. Uh, and I think eventually his family won some amount of money because people just stole his tune, basically.
1: Yes. Look, there is a lot of that going on, but there's also a lot of, you know, there's a lot on us also to get the requisite knowledge and to arm ourselves and empower ourselves Um, for the business that you're in, whatever business that you're in you should know more about the business
0: Well, and I think people are becoming wiser now because there have been many uh, South African musicians who've ended up basically as paupers Yes. although they've had distinguished careers towards the end of their lives when they can't perform anymore, they have no other source of income and they haven't Husbanded their resources properly so that they end up having enough money to live. Yes, and And it's not it's not only musicians I think it's the arts in general
1: across the board and part of what I have been doing is to give entertainment law Sessions to industry to 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 pass on that knowledge
0: Well, you're going to tell us how we can find out more about that, but here comes Prokofiev now This is the first movement from his classical symphony that was the first movement from the classical symphony by Sergei Prokofiev, played by the Stellenbosch International Chamber Music Festival Orchestra, and off-air Unati was telling me that that was one of your set works.
1: Yes, from a trick. <laughs> I got to know this piece of music very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how pieces that you learn when you're young Settle into your subconscious, and actually, they're very well settled. I yeah, find. It's, yeah, they
1: stick. Um, the Tchaikovsky that we played earlier was actually my mother used um, bought me a cassette of of fairy tales, and this was the background music. And I guess that was my socialization into classical music as well.
0: Yeah, I it's amazing because, uh, in a way, you're. Perhaps if your parents, did they any of them play? Did anyone else in your family play an instrument?
1: No. No? No. There was so, no opportunity. Yeah. It's only the voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's amazing the way you've, you've sort of made your own career out of what started just by singing, I guess, yes. in your family. Yes. And I think that's fantastic. Thank you. And I'm sure there are many stories like this of people who come from backgrounds which perhaps don't include all these things, who've made it into the big time.
1: Yes, I hope so. Um, I think we we focus a lot on exporting our voices, which, I mean, we have beautiful voices, no one disputes that. But we are also instrumentalists. We we can also be conductors. Let's see the whole gambit of what music has to offer.
0: And I guess that these uh, South African singers who go overseas, I guess they also need support uh, yes. Like legal support, because actually when you 're in a foreign country it's even easier for them to be exploited
1: yes, it is it is, and you have to balance because you're so hungry for that that career and to progress, you know
0: and more and more of our singers are actually making it now yes. overseas, yes, and it's wonderful to see them coming back so I'm glad you haven't gone anywhere yet no it I does, hope yes. you're here to stay. <laughs> Here comes the Love Dance, the Pas de Deux from Romeo and Juliet, also by Sergei Prokofiev. That was the Act One Pas de Deux from Romeo and Juliet by Sergei Prokofiev, the orchestra of the Royal Opera House in Covent Garden, conducted by Mark Ermler. In your conducting side of things, do you have an ambition to conduct a symphony or a piano concerto or are you just going with the flow at the moment?
1: Well, I consider myself still in training. Um, the end goal is obviously to be a fully-fledged conductor. Um, yes, so I am still in training. I still have a, you know, people take it for granted, but it's a skill, you know, and there's so many facets of music involved, um, music history, music theory, performance
0: knowledge. Psychology. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think there's actually more psychology than yes. almost anything.
1: Yes. So it's quite a, you know, it, it's a discipline that's, that integrates a lot.
0: And as we said earlier on, you can't learn it until you're actually doing it. You can't yes. sit in a room and say, okay, now I'm training to be a conductor. Yes. You have to stand in front of the orchestra and make mistakes until you don't make mistakes anymore.
1: Yes, and um, that's why I attend rehearsals by other conductors, such as yourself, because I need to see how certain problems are dealt with. I learn a lot from other conductors.
0: Yeah, and I certainly, by singing in choirs, I learned a lot from other conductors. Mm. And it's funny how, uh, well, now there are training facilities for conductors, at least. Here, Gerben uh, Groten in Pretoria, uh Corvin Mate, Martin Berger yes. in Stellenbosch and so on. But I have to say, when I was at university, there was absolutely no training for conductors. It was scary.
1: I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. I took a long time also to find a program that yeah. was well suited to bridge the gap, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, it is. It's a, a strange old thing, this conducting story. But a wonderful thing. Yes, and I think
1: there's more interest and there will be more training in future.
0: The Holberg Suite by Edward Grieg is your next choice. This is the Gavotte. That was the Gavotte from the Holberg Suite by Edward Grieg, the Rotterdam Chamber Orchestra, conducted by South African Conrad van Alphen. Now, I see coming up Wagner. And and you've chosen a wide variety of music here, and there are also some some left field pieces coming up at the <laughs> end here. Um, do you have a favourite sort of music that you enjoy listening to? Do you listen to music?
1: I listen to a lot of a music, lot. yes, and my interests are quite varied. Uh, I mean, I'm a black South African, uh, so I listen to a lot of local music, um, and of you know, rhythm and blues. I have, a, uh, my interests are too varied. I always struggle when I'm told to choose, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I've tried to provide a list, but uh, they are, it's, it's by no means it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more. <laughs> so you listen
0: to a wide variety of music. Yes. And do you listen while you work also, or do you find that distracting? Do you like to listen to music?
1: I do both. Both? Yes. And I use music a lot to change my mood. Yeah. I use it a lot to change my mood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in your new job now at the Film and Video Foundation, are you involved a lot in music? Just just give us an idea of what you do there as head of operations.
1: Okay, so I have just come in, and I am responsible for supporting the the other business unit, the production unit, the unit that gives the bursaries and the funding. So I must make sure that the NFEF is adequately staffed, that the policies are, are up to... Um, they are in line with legislation. The policies work for the staff. I have to ensure that the equipment that we have, um, you know, the computers, etc., et are adequate, that the staff is adequately resourced. Compliance issues, I have to make sure that our contracts are in line with legislation. So it's, it's, it's quite a... It's a supportive role, which I'm used to doing um, as a lawyer because you're always in the background. So the conducting... Is a bit strange because now um, I have to come to the forefront, yeah. so it's been a difficult.
0: And and the Film and Video Foundation does it support uh, students, obviously, who are studying. Does it also support productions?
1: Yes, it supports you. Just say you have an idea and you want to write the script. So that's called the development stage. Um, you're still working on it. Um, we will. There is money that is set aside for that. There's money set aside for actual production where you're shooting um, your film or television series. Um, and then there's training as well. So we train directors or we train writers to become better.
0: Well, here's someone who really didn't need much training. He was involved in all areas of production, music, composition, architecture. This is Richard Wagner. This is the Overture Tannhäuser. The Philharmonia Orchestra under Marek Janowski, that was the Overture to Tannhäuser by Richard Wagner. The choice of Unati Malunga, who's my guest in People of Nota, and we were just talking about her work at the National Film and Video Foundation. Is it quite a big staff that you look after?
1: Uh, I think the staff complements about 34. It's quite a small company. Yeah. Yes,
0: but completely government funded, or do you get private financing no, it's as well? No, completely government completely funded. Completely government funded, yes. and is it a priority for the Arts and Culture Department or for the government to develop the film industry?
1: Absolutely, that's the main the main mandate main the main mandate of the departments of Arts and Culture that they d- to develop all cultural industries and creative industries. So we have different agencies that that you know. Will execute that part of the mandate for
0: them. And this one is going well?
1: It is. is, And it's uh, going to go better? I think so. (laughs) I'm hoping to help, put it that way.
0: Good, well I certainly hope it will. And here comes music from a film, Pride and Prejudice. This is by Dario Marianelli. It's called Dawn. That was music by Dario Marianelli called Dawn from the film Pride and Prejudice, the choice of Unati Malunga, my guest in People of Note. And I see an interesting choice coming up here by George Gershwin because I think it was during a production of Porgy and Bess in Europe that uh, there was an issue that you could have helped with when uh, the chorus uh, had a legal issue.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: and. I think there was some uh, strife strike, and uh in fact the chorus a South African chorus who were working in Europe oh. were all fired, so oh my. they needed you there <laughs> um but i'm you know uh, strife in the workplace is not a good thing, and I'm sure yes. in, because artistic people can be quite dramatic also at yes times.
1: of course <laughs> uh,
0: but I guess you're you're quite calm, are you?
1: Uh, I can I can be dramatic too. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got that side of you as yes, well. Yes, I do. Well, I'm sure in your conducting, you're pretty <laughs> dramatic. So it's a wonderful place actually to be if you've got that dramatic side in you too, in front yes. of an orchestra. Yes. Because it is like an unfolding drama and, and a piece of theater in itself.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. But the part I like most about it is that is the way you can really touch people with music.
0: Very much so. Yes. And here from Porgy and Bess. Bess, you is my woman now. Bess, you is my woman now from Porgy and Bess. George Gershwin and his brother Ira wrote that together. Ira wrote the words, George the music. That was the London Philharmonic Orchestra and the Glyndebourne Chorus under Simon Rattle. Well, we're just about at the end of the program now. Uh, if people want to find out more about the Film and Video Foundation, where do they go to?
1: They can go to the NFVF website, and that's nfvf.co.za.
0: NFVF for National Film and Video Foundation, nfvf.co.za. Yes. For more information there. And uh, if you want to. Uh, find out more about bursaries and things. It's all there and yes, how people get there. funding and so on. Yes. So it's the National Film and Video Foundation, nfvf.co.za. And we then have one final piece of music, uh, the choice of Unati Mailunga, my guest in People of Note, and it's called At Last because here, at last, you've just been on the stage conducting <laughs> now, Uh, with the Joburg Festival Orchestra at Starlight Classics. So here it comes, Etta James singing. That was Etta James singing at last. The final choice of Unati Malunga, who's been my guest in People of Note, and she is the head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation. Thank you for being on the program.
1: Thank you for having me, and I hope you've enjoyed
0: the music. It's great. Thank you very much, we certainly have. And all the best with your budding career as a conductor, pianist, cellist, (laughs) and also head of operations at the National Film and Video Foundation. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. And thank you at home for listening and thanks to Pitt for helping us put it all together. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.